Welcome to Thought Crime and Keto and Crime. Today we're delving into another cult by looking at Bethel Church in Redding, California. And you're like, California? Yes. When you think of Pentecostal churches, Pentecostal megachurches, what's the first indication that comes to mind? Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, certainly not California, but one of the biggest and most widely criticized churches, also known, also sometimes called a cult, is Bethel Church in Redding, California. Ironically, it is one of the most criticized from both skeptics like myself, as well as other Christians. All you have to do is, in the YouTube search bar, put Bethel Church Exposed, and you will see hundreds of videos by other Christians also criticizing Bethel. So Bethel's very controversial no matter what side of the argument you're on. And we're going to delve into them today. And there's some really weird stuff going on there. But first, thank you so much to my patrons and my channel members. Couldn't do this without you. And thanks to everyone that subscribes, that likes, that comments. You keep the channel going. Please, if I have not earned your subscription, I hope I do it today. And with that being said, Let's delve into Bethel Church. Church is a mega church that believes in signs and wonders, i.e. speaking in tongues, faith healing, all that good stuff in Redding, California. It was uh, founded in the early 90s as part of the new apostolic reformation movement, which is still alive and well today and is also heavily criticized by both skeptics and other Christians. Basically, this new apostolic reformation seeks to add a fifth branch within all of Christendom. You know, right now you have Roman Catholicism, you have Protestantism, you have Oriental Orthodoxy, you have Eastern Orthodoxy. And so it attempts to add an actual fifth part of this into all of Christianity under the moniker of Charismatic, whereas a lot of these other large-scale parts of the Christian church don't necessarily believe in signs and wonders, even Protestantism, under which Pentecostalism falls. Uh, a lot of the churches, mainstream churches within that sect, do not fully buy into signs and wonders. So they are hoping to establish this as an actual part, major part of Christianity. Uh, basically, um, the Apostolic Reformation Church kind of falls under five major subheadings of what they believe. They believe in apostolic governance, which means that the Apostle Paul's assertion that Jesus appoints apostles continues even today. So anybody that they appoint is therefore appointed by God and should be the head of the church. Now remember our discussion on Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, they also switched to that tenet later on in their, their existence because they up until that point, had had democratic elections, 
And no, they believe that if you're appointed by the church, you're appointed by God, and everybody should just accept that. So that is one of their tenets. Uh, the office of the prophet is a role within the church, and there are present-day prophets. Again, think of so many of the people we have studied, the Latter-day Saints, the Jehovah's Witnesses. They all believe that there are still prophets born today, even the Pentecostal snake holders, which was my first uh, cult video. I'll link it up here. They believe the same thing, that there are still modern-day prophets that can prophesy and interpret spirit languages. Dominionism. They believe in dominionism, which is when Jesus came, he brought the kingdom of God and expects his kingdom-minded people to take whatever actions is needed to push back against the long-standing kingdom of Satan and bring back the peace and prosperity of his kingdom here on earth. Think about the Great Commission. Think about what we just studied about John Allen Chow. I'll link that here. About how this mindset of we have to bring this message to the world is very prevalent. They also believe in a theocracy, much heading back to dominionism and apostolic governance, that everything should be governed by religion, that there is no true separation of church and state. That, to me, is the most scary part of this. And relational structures, that church governance has no formal structure, but is rather by relational and voluntary assignments to apostles. So they're sort of against the whole... Thing of generalized, defined roles within a church that whoever God appoints, he points, which kind of seems to be counterproductive to some of the other things, but okay. Uh, Christian writer C. Peter Ragnar wrote that the NR NAR is more about active spiritual warfare than anything else, and this leads to the creation of churches like Bethel which it's, in its infancy, you can trace its existence back to the 1950s and 1952 by a man made named Robert Doherty, who founded it as an Assemblies of God church. However, um, in 1996 is when they invited their current head pastor, Bill Johnson, from Weaverville, California, to lead the church, and it, that's when it exploded into popularity. That's the reason most people think it's founding was more about uh, Johnson and therefore is linked to the 90s rather than its actual infancy in the 50s as an Assemblies of God church. And if you don't know what an Assemblies of God church is, very much like a church of God. They are a, Pente a Pentecostal denomination very much about signs and wonders. And that's how Bethel Church was originally founded. So who is Bill Johnson? Bill Johnson is a fifth generation pastor in the Assemblies of God tradition. And in 1996, he was invited to pastor, become the head pastor at the then Assemblies of God Church, uh, known as Bethel. According to Christianity Today, Johnson has considerable influence among charismatic Christians all over the world. He is a very big believer in the miracles and signs of the Holy Spirit, and also in some New Age stuff, which is what gets him kind of in trouble with some of the other Christians, even Pentecostals. Um, Johnson attended a John Wimber Signs and Wonders Conference in 1987 with the specific goal of getting a healing power. He wanted to actually become uh, someone that could heal people. I'm not sure if that's something that could be taught, even if it existed. But anyway, he left discouraged because he has been uh, 
teaching the same concepts for years that John Wimber had been teaching, and John Wimber is a basically one of the early televangelists that really made themselves popular, being able to teach this stuff. We're about to go into a two- to three-parter on televangelists, and you're going to see a lot of this, especially with people like Joyce Myers, who actually say they can teach people to speak in tongues, they can teach people to do healings, they can teach people to do all these things. So be prepared for that. Uh, he also uh, traveled to Toronto, Canada in 1995 to attend some of the Toronto Blessing Revival meetings. And if you want to see something wild, Google Toronto Blessing. There are literally videos of people barking like dogs saying that they are overcome by the Spirit. Just Google it. It, it, it. It's amazing. So he was part of that whole movement and really believed that it was his life's work to help people pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He and his wife, Brenda, known as Benny, have three children, including Brian Johnson, who is the leader of Bethel Music. Now, Bethel Church is a lot more than just the church. They also have a Signs and Wonders school. They have a healing ministry, and they also have Bethel Music, which is one of the big players, along with Hillsong, in the realm of Christian worship music. So Bethel's a lot more than just a church, but that is Bill Johnson. Now, let's get into how he kind of transformed Bethel Church from your stereotypical assemblies of God, you know, we believe in the signs and wonders, so it can't be taught type of church, into what it is now. Just after 1996, he announced to the congregation, the young congregation, that he would make the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and its gifts the sole purpose of his existence and the existence of this church. Now, a lot of the rules that we talked about as part of the new apostolic reformation are in high contrast with your normal Pentecostal doctrine. And so he lost about a thousand members right away. Um, but he started an outreach, which additionally brought in new members. And basically in 2016, they had a weekly attendance of over 8,000 members and they boast 11,000 members total in their annual report. So he has vastly 80% of the church's total membership attending every Sunday, which if you talk to anybody in the ministry, that's a huge accomplishment. So in November of 2005, because their new doctrine was in such contrast with the typical Assemblies of God doctrine, the Bethel Church voted unanimously to withdraw the church's affiliation with the Assemblies of God, and they became a non-denominational church under the moniker of Johnson's leadership. So what are their beliefs and practices? In short, they believe in miracles. That's what they believe. They believe the ability for God to perform miracles through the Holy Spirit is still alive and well today. Um, some of the things that they teach are faith healing, everything from curing cancer to growing limbs. Uh, they believe that the dead can be raised. There's a controversy about that we will get into. They believe in casting out demons, speaking in tongues, uh, gay conversion therapy, which is uh, something near and dear to my heart because I was subjected to it. Um, their services have con a congregants laughing uncontrollably, uh, uncontrollably uh, i.e. go back to the Toronto Blessing. They lie on the floor shaking, screaming, dancing. Uh, they believe that things like electricity fall from the air uh, based on uh, biblical passages. If you've ever seen videos of the Bethel Church glory cloud, and I'm going to in insert a clip here. 
It's uh, basically gold dust or glitter that has been seen falling from the ceiling that they account to a miracle, even though I'm pretty sure it's being dropped by a, a physical person up there. Anyway, here's that clip. <laughs> The church. And much like the Toronto Blessing, they believe in what they call a glory line, which is how you can transfer the Spirit of God from one person to the other. Just like they believed at the uh, Toronto Blessing, I'm going to drop a couple of clips of that being done here in Bethel Church. And it's this kind of stuff that kind of brings a lot of scrutiny from other Pentecostal denominations that say that this just doesn't work like that, Bill. Um, there's something weird going on there. So that here. Healing. As I said, healing's huge. Um, this is one reason the Johnsons are often criticized by other Christians is because of their Jesus Christ is perfect theology, where basically says that it's always God's will to heal someone, even though your mainstream Pentecostals do not believe that. They believe that some will be healed and some will not. And when asked uh, why he believes that uh, God will heal anyone, um, he always answers with this. How can God choose not to heal someone when he has already purchased their healing? Was his blood enough for all sin or just certain sins? For the stripes he bore only for certain illnesses or certain times of the seasons. And again, a lot of Christians call him a heretic because... They believe that you have to accept the healing, you have to accept the stripes, you have to accept the salvation to be able to uh, get the healing. So, a little bit of uh, a little bit of headbutting there, which is one reason they probably withdrew from the Assemblies of God. Um, Benny Johnson, which is his wife, also uh, teaches some pretty unorthodox views on things like angels. She believes there are different kinds of angels, messenger angels, healing angels, fiery angels. Um, and she's criticized for that because that's not technically biblical. And uh, yeah, so a lot of weird views here. They believe in the practice of grave sucking. Yeah, I had to look that up too, but I'll put some pictures of it here. Basically, that is after someone has died that you know was a good Christian that might have had the, you know, the gifts of the, of the Spirit you go and lie on top of their grave and suck in their essence. So you can essentially take their power. Now this is, as far as I know, is nowhere in the uh, the Bible or any other scripture. This is more of a New Age uh, pagan type of belief. But okay, Benny and Bill, whatever floats your boat. But Johnson defended their use of this in his book, The Physics of Heaven, by the way. In case you want to put that on your spring and summer reading list. As I said earlier, they have a variety of different ministries. Among them, they have the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, which essentially has over 10,000 alumni, and they teach 
Christian magic, healing, speaking in tongues, grave soaking, all that stuff. Think of it as a Christian Harry Potter school. Slytherin takes on a holy meeting, folks. But yeah, that's actually pretty big, and they do develop a lot of money uh, from it. They do say it has redu reduced the amount of divorces in the congregation, but, you know, with only 11,000 people, and they're all kind of loony, what, what, how many divorces could there actually be? Also, Bethel Music, which is, of course, one of the two major uh, labels when it comes to contemporary Christian and Christian worship music. It's led by his son that uh, basically makes a lot of money by producing church and worship music. So if you see any Christian music out there with the label Bethel on it, it's produced by Bethel Church. Also, their uh, youth outreach known as Jesus Culture, um, which is basically kind of tied in with Bethel Music to basically make a revival among the youth of the land. And one of their most controversial outreaches, one that is uh, near and dear to my heart, would be the Changed Movement. It's led by Bethel pastors Elizabeth Wanning and Ken Williams. Both of them said that they were changed from gay to straight by the love of Christ. And that through his encounters, encounters with Jesus and the love of Jesus, they were transformed. Okay, has somebody that has been through gay conversion therapy. People that say they were changed either were never gay to begin with, or they're lying to themselves. There is no middle ground. And yes, I'm sure there are many people out there that say they were changed and may live a perfectly miserable life trying to keep that change on, you know, going. But let me tell you, as somebody that was born this way and is really gay and has been through conversion therapy, it doesn't work. You can't change somebody's sexuality that is hormonal. It is at the cellular level. You can't change it. So these people are either lying or they're fooling themselves. And I'll be interested to see what goes on behind closed doors. But anyway... This is their outreach and conversion therapy ministry to members of the LGBT community. And the message is, the message has never changed, almost changed. For those of you uh, who feel fulfilled and happy as you are, we love you. So they're trying to say, okay, you can come, come as you are, but we're going to try to change you. So if you're an LGBT person in Redding, California, be, be very wary of attending this church please, because if there is a God, he made you, he should love you the way you are. You should not have to change yourself on a cellular level. That's my whole spiel on that. Let's talk about controversies around this church, and there are plenty. First is it's just its general influence on the city of Redding, California. Redding has about 90,000 residents. It was among the state of California's poorest cities with the highest unemployment rate. It is about an hour, hour and a half from the Oregon border. Um, Bethel has grown the population by over 10% and has several church members that serve on the, uh, the planning commission, the town council. Uh, they've donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to civic funds to the fire department, to the police department. And so the controversy is, is just how much influence Bethel Church has over the people of Reading. 
Uh, and that's been kind of a, a controversy as part of uh, even a couple of their mayors have been members of Bethel. And of course, um, because of that, they got huge grants in 2011 to put $1 million in repairs into their the current civic auditorium where they were doing their services at that time. So they've been getting a lot of love from the city of Reading. And a lot of people are you know, controversial about that because you've got 10% of the population having a huge amount of influence over the rest of the population. So I'm sure they've done a lot of good for the city, but then that's where the line between church and state gets blurry. But that's right in line with Bethel's movement, you know, that there is no separation of church and state. They should be one, one and the same. So people of Reading, watch out for this. In 2008, there was a lawsuit failed, uh, a lawsuit filed by a man that had uh, been hiking with a group from the church. A couple of them were graduates of the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and he fell uh, down a 200-foot embankment off there because they were at the top drinking. Very fine thing for people from a school of uh, natural healing to be doing, and uh, instead of calling 911. They spent six hours looking for him in the hopes of raising him from the dead. However, he wasn't dead, but is now paralyzed because of the lack of medical treatment. The, uh, the doctors contended that they had, if they had called 911 immediately and gotten help instead of trying to look for him to faith heal him or raise him from the dead, uh, he would be perfectly okay today. So he did sue them. That was settled out of court. And then another controversy was probably their biggest. In 2019, the church gained national recognition for attempting to raise from the dead a two-year-old girl by the name of Olive Helligenthal. Now, she was the two-year-old daughter of Bethel recording artist Kelly Hopplinjaw and her husband, also a Bethel music and worship leader at the church. She died after a sudden illness, and they spent several weeks trying to raise money, raise a prayer line to raise this child from the dead. Now, I'm not going to put any pictures or any articles or anything like that because I think this family's been through enough, but if you would, if you want to read more about it, you can find videos, you can find articles, just Google uh, Bethel Olive, and you'll find everything that you need, but Bill Johnson was quoted as saying that he believes there's a biblical precedent for raising this child from the dead. They set up a GoFundMe uh, that raised over $74,000 to set up a prayer line to raise Olive from the dead. And as you can imagine, it didn't work. And it was on their Christmas service in 2019 where Bill Johnson finally conceded defeat in this and said that it must have been God's will for Olive to pass on. Now, I can only imagine the pain that her family went through during this time. So, yeah. And then other controversies, of course, Bill Johnson was an outspoken supporter of Donald Trump for all the wrong reasons. Uh, and they have been known to support a lot of different politicians uh, that believe in their platform of spreading Christianity all over the world. We won't stop praying until uh, the entire world looks like heaven is one of their monikers. And they've been caught up in several controversies with controversial political figures that believe those same things. So people, all I can say about that, because I don't want to get too political on this channel, is be 
check into people before you vote for them. That's all I can say. Anyway, that's the story of Bethel Church. They're still alive and well. They are heavily scrutinized by both cult watchers like me as well as other Christians that just think that they're uh, very heretic. You know, they're a bunch of heretics that uh, don't know the Word of God, and they're really a New Age movement rather than a Christian movement. So, there you go. I'll leave it up to you whether or not Bethel Church is a cult. But in any case, until next time, keep on crying.